just do it. What's up, fam? Welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 124. We are recording on Wednesday, February 15th, 2022, and today joining me is Mr. James Halliday, otherwise known as Butlord Primus. James, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. Good. Uh, we are going to talk about what we've been playing. Uh, we have been both playing Inscription, which I think will probably... I don't know if that'll take up a lot of our conversation, because I feel like anything we say about it is spoilery. <laughs> so how much can we actually talk about? But uh, we'll get into that and maybe some Nintendo and CD Projekt Red news that uh just hit recently so but before we get into that let's get into the lowdown if you want to be part of the conversation or if you have a pressing question you want us to weigh in feel free to hit us up on twitter at mn gamers podcast you can also send us an email to podcast at mostly normal gamers.com go check out our website which is mostly normal gamers.com or you can send us a voicemail or text to 507-291-2991 so many ways to reach us, James. Yeah, absolutely. But, I used to call in every all, all the time. I know. I think it's cool to send text messages because I can yeah. just send text messages to myself. Now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's I should have done that <laughs> instead of leaving messages all the time. If you're time. ever lonely, you can just get a Google voicemail box and send text <laughs> messages to yourself. There uh, you go. Yeah. Um, well, hey, man, what do you... I want to... Let's talk about what... We haven't been mutually playing first, I guess. So you, it looks like you've been playing some Droid, Metroid. Yeah. Uh, on my Monday streams, I've been playing through all the, the Metroids. And oh, cool. uh, I've gotten up to Metroid Dread, and, which is like I've I've played them all before. So this is I'm going okay. back to them and sharing them with uh, my people watching me play. And sure. uh, it's been nice revisiting all these games. But Dread is just like, oh, as soon as you get up to Dread, all the quality of life stuff is just so apparent after just playing all of these older games yeah just everything in that game from movement to like just progression it's just so smooth i i just i'm absolutely loving it that's good to hear from because i think a lot of the like pushback when that game came out was how um a lot of the mechanics that were in like uh samus returns or not uh yes the is that the one on Super yeah. Nintendo? The, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Super Metroid is the one on Super Nintendo. Super Metroid, but it's Samus Returns is like a is like a uh, that was a, a remi- that remake one? of the second game for Game Boy. Oh, gotcha. So it's like God, Metroid have... Two: Return of Samus was the Game Boy game, and oh. Metroid Return Metroid Two or samus returns is the ds 3ds game gotcha. that, the same studio that made Metroid De- dread yeah, that was there yeah they did that one first right um but i remember people being kind of pissed off about super like how the a lot of the gameplay um from it's kind of outdated you know it's yeah you know how you have to like use shoot all the walls and use all your weapons on all the walls. Yeah. Um, and it's cool to hear you say that uh, I that it's actually not as antiquated as we might think it is. Yeah. Because well, there's a lot of quality life stuff there. I think. Yeah, it's just smooth. Like the ability to like move and shoot and and slide and uh, and just everything flows so nicely together. Like I could yeah. never do a sequence break for the life of me in an old uh, Metroid game, but I'm doing them fine in this one. Like I, I did like a, a, a skip where I could get the bombs early to do a cool boss fight where I defeat the boss. And, and like, it's scripted into the game where you can do it. If you have skipped bypass sections of the game, there's so many like uh, acknowledgements to that fan base who loves yeah. like Metroid outside of just being like the metroidvania style is also famously known for speedruns oh for and sure. and people breaking the game and whatnot but they built into their game like these uh these sort of sequence breaks that people can do if they if they want to dedicate them time their time to doing it right yeah and uh and they're really uh meticulous i think everybody's laughing at this dread mode right because it's like yeah who's gonna be insane enough to play on a mode where you can't get hit once yeah but 
Not I a... don't think that's for the average player. I think that's for the speed runs. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm like, and the next uh, G- uh, games done quick, uh, either summer games done quick or AGDQ next year, we're gonna yeah. see some Metroid Dread speed runs on Dread mode. Dude, I hope summers. As a side note, I hope it's live this year because it's literally three blocks from my house. Oh sh! That, summer that's games so done cool. quick. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't been able to make it like pre-COVID, but hopefully they're keeping it in the same spot when they bring it up live again. Because yeah, I really I, wanted like to go to it this year. That would be awesome. Yeah, I really hope they they do it live again too. Even like as a viewer, I find watching the the live shows on, on with the players on the couch and I don't know. There's just it creates more of a community I find than just sitting online and watching. It. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so. With your streams, have you, wait, real quick, have you tried either of the modes? Have you tried, like, the Metroid? I haven't tried them yet. I'm playing on, so, my personal one, I've I've been, like, tinkering with playing through hard. I'm about over halfway through the game on hard. Um, But I I know for a fact, Dread Mode is, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know, I don't like you know exactly what it is and you, i don't know that there's a necessity to try it when you know yeah. what it is because there's i don't know i would that game's already pretty frustrating yeah or it can be <laughs> uh i know some people got really mad and i don't know if i just got lucky and fell into stuff but i only remember getting stuck maybe like badly once where i was yeah. like, almost like i'm gonna youtube a video for this and then i just <laughs> figured it out like right after i was thinking about that so yeah um and that's unusual for me for a metroid game i think it takes it's it's like a sport man that like you have to practice those games to see what and play a lot of them to know what the hell to expect from them yeah and i find like the games put you in situations where you'll go into a room that you're clearly supposed to go to and there's no exits or something like that right or Mm -hmm. there's a clear path that you got to go but you can't get there so it's just like you you have to be conditioned to check things right yeah I don't know, like me playing the older series, I go into these games and I'm, oh, I don't know what to do. I, well, I, this little path looks like it can be broken. Start dropping bombs, right? Yeah, Shoot some missiles yeah. at this wall just to, just to check it, right? And, yeah. And uh, every once in a while, it gets me. Like I go like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And then it's yeah. like, I turn around and fire a missile. It's like, oh my God, yeah. right here. <laughs> Or you miss something in a room that wasn't that far back. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's you're in the right spot. You're not there for no reason. Like yeah. usually you don't have to trek back t- from wherever you just got to to the very beginning of the game or somewhere like way far away. Usually it's right there. You're just kind of missing it. So yeah, and they typically have some sort of uh, indicator, like uh, I don't know, like a power up or an enemy in a, like in a little area that you can't get to and yeah i mean that's like isn't that the famous one that uh the old god of war director <laughs> couldn't do on the internet where he's trying to uh oh i don't know that, he gets to that one room and he's just like this is the worst game design and he's so angry and it's like i have to shoot through the ceiling but like there's like a brightly lit like like piece that like connects both the like there's like a window and there's yeah. like a platform going through the window and enemies are like instinct are like moving in that yeah. area. So yeah. if you go in and you're trying to hit even the enemies in the current room, you're going to miss maybe and hit that platform and destroy yeah. it. Right. So it's oh, like, gotcha. but he's doing everything he can to not shoot it. It's almost <laughs> like he was like deliberately trying to not shoot it. Yeah. It was really funny. I might have to, is that Corey Barlog from the... No, 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 that's the, new, that's the new God of War. Oh, director. okay. The old, I mean, like the, the old one. From the, the original series. games. Gotcha. Uh, his name's... Uh, I can't remember his name for the life of me. It starts with... I might have to check that out. J. J. Um, but yeah, he's... um. Yeah, it, it's it's just funny. It is. I don't think that it's... not Metroid's not a game for everybody, right? So it's... Yeah. I totally get it if people aren't into it. Um, I know some people call like these, like there's those hidden walls and stuff like that. Metroid moments where it's like, oh, there's no clear indicator. It's, it's there and you just have to shoot every fricking wall and, and that's not appealing to everybody. But I always found like, I don't know, that's part of the exploration, right? Yeah, for sure, man. And I think the more you, like I said, the more you practice at it, if you dig the games and I, I dig the gameplay enough to 
keep trying. Uh, I need to go back to Super Metroid because I, I did give up on that one for some reason a while back ago when I was well into the game, like probably pretty close to the end and I got stuck somewhere. And I think having played, I've played uh, Samus Returns on my 3DS and uh, Metroid Dread since then. And then I got into some of the Game Boy ones because I yeah. my wife had a Game Boy SP. Oh, nice. And uh, literally... It's, I don't know, man, she's 32. That thing probably hasn't been turned on in like 15 years. I seriously like <laughs> opened it, turned it on, and it was, it freaking worked still. Like the, the SP power was, was such a good there. design, too. Yeah, man. And like, so I played uh, Zero Mission and uh, a bit of Metroid Fusion until that game crashed and lost my save. Oh, like, no. in the middle of, <laughs> like, I was like five or six hours into it. But anyway, I've been on a big Metroid kick the last like couple of years, so it's been fun to go back there and like get better at them. And I'm glad yeah. this one sold well. We should probably expect maybe another 2D Metroid in the near. Yeah, next, like, I hope so. I know we're one. getting we're getting Metroid Prime Four eventually. <laughs> and in uh, theory, yeah. <laughs> and uh, all we've seen is the title screen, <laughs> which is yeah. It's ah, I just I can't wait. Although if we're following like a typical game arc, we'll probably see it. We're not going to see it this year. We're going to see it next year. We'll see a trailer. You think so? I don't think we're going to see it this year. I think anybody who thinks we're going to see it this year is is really like if we see it here, I'll eat my hat. But it's it's yeah, uh, they, like they take about like it's a big game. They're probably they had to scrap the whole thing. They're working from yeah. from essentially scratch with from a, with a new direct like the old developers. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so it's going to be. It's going to be a good game, and I don't think they're going to rush it. I think they're going to take the whole four years to kind of put it together. We're going to see a trailer sometime next year, and maybe uh, end of the year, like autumn next year, we'll we'll see it. I hope they release a the trilogy before then, because I never played. I watched a buddy play Prime, the first one, I think. Yeah, but I know, I've never played any of them. Oh shit! So, Prime. yeah, man, I play I Prime. Back. Don't I would even say skip two and three, but and just Prime, play That's the first one is the most like. I think it's the best out of all three of them. The second one has its moments, but there's just a lot of cheese to it. And then like the third one, it just gets a little too, like I don't know, it's too much. I, I I didn't really like it. It was it felt very disjointed, and they had a lot of speaking dialogue, and it was just, oh really yeah because That's like weird. it's Samus is hunting with a whole bunch of other bounty hunters oh and uh, so like you'll run in and like they'll show up during one of your fight scenes or something like that, and then you're also fighting with like the Federation force. It felt like it was trying to blend like Halo with Metroid mm-hmm. and. I don't know. It's they had good moments, but it also like hinged on like motion controls because it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I just like pull me like just let me give me a good controller again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I hear you. Well, why don't I talk a little bit about Boomerang X before we talk both talk about inscription? Yeah, sounds good. Um, I think you said when we were interviewing ego this last week which by the way if you haven't checked out that uh interview and you're listening to this now that show the tv show goes live on friday which we're recording on wednesday so by the time this goes live uh we'll be there um i'm just realizing in the beginning of the episode i said wednesday february 15th and it's the 16th but it's just details (laughs) who gives a shit uh anyway with the netflix show we uh interviewed the composer for the music and it was a very good interview James and I did. So feel free to check that out. It's in our normal podcast feed. But anywho, um, segue to segue, I played a little Boomerang X because it was on sale on my Switch. And it's basically uh, you have a boomerang and you have to kill a certain number of targets before you can open a door. And when you open the door, you get a power up on the other side of most of them. Sometimes you have to go through two rooms before you get the power up. But the way it works is like you have waves of enemies. 
So like you have to defeat like seven or eight waves of enemies and you don't have to defeat every single enemy. You have to defeat uh, each enemy that's marked with like a yellow emblem above them. Um, mm. And then once you defeat all the yellow, the enemies with the yellow emblem, the next wave starts. And so the way you navigate is you start with just being able to throw your boomerang, but then you can teleport to your boomerang, I think is like one of the first upgrades you get. So you can fling it and then hit the throw button again and you teleport to it. Um, and then you can immediately stop yourself in the air. You get different specialties, like you get a sniper shot and some other special uh, moves. If you kill like three in a row, then you can burst a bunch of them with like a fire wave or whatever. Oh, and cool. it's, it was super fun. It was only, I'd say it only took like maybe three hours, three or four hours for me to beat. Um, so it was on sale on the uh, Switch store for like 12 bucks. So oh, nice. if you're, it's very, I wouldn't call it even like frenetic necessarily, but it was like a satisfying, like flinging yourself around these areas and randomly killing these little silhouetted kind of monsters. And I don't know, the mechanics are cool. The graphics are terrible, <laughs> but, and not just cause it's switch. I think it, even on PC, I don't think it looks like it's very polygonal and not that, uh, great to look at but it is a fun game to play so i know a lot of people were kind of talking it up last year and i i I definitely wouldn't be in my game of the year list if i had i played it last year but it was fun to play for the three or four hours i spent with it yeah i remember i remember seeing a lot of trailers for it i think last year but yeah i'm looking up some screenshots now and yeah it's very uh uh high um I guess high contrast kind of artwork, like single yeah. single he- like hues for a single body or something like that. And yeah, they yeah. are very shadow like creatures, which just a silhouette. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, like spiders and birds coming at you in these weird. Yeah, it's I it should... is fun. It takes some strategy too because some of the uh, like creatures can spawn other creatures so if you even if they don't like have the yellow emblem above their head you're gonna want to like kill them so they're not like spawning random shit into the uh environment for to like defy you further yeah so um yeah it's worth checking out i suppose if you're bored i don't think anybody's out there bored right now with the number of games that <laughs> oh are coming God. into this upcoming like <laughs> week or whatever but yeah um so inscription man what do you how far where are you at so chris told me to pick it up and uh, i picked it up sunday after we did the interview and uh, i played it pretty much until (laughs) i don't know supper time like i played it all day and i did it on stream so i had a bunch of uh people popping in and like giving me hints but yeah like it's i was like all right i like card games i grew up playing magic cards uh, I used to play in tournaments. I don't really do it anymore. I just do it casually. But uh, so it's like, I like card games. So I get the mechanics. And so picking it up, it made sense. All right, creatures have an attack. Uh, creatures have um, a health. And then uh, whenever you deal damage to the opponent, there's like a scale, I guess. And uh, yeah. you're just trying to do more damage in a like than the other. Like you have to tip fully tip their scale to win the game and it's like that's a cool mechanic instead of having like a life total you, you share yeah. it's just about ba- like upsetting the balance and so it's like okay cool very simple but suddenly one of my cards starts talking to me next thing i know i'm being told i can stand up and walk around the room and, and like there's things around the room that'll interact with how i play the game and there's like uh, like he gives me some tools like they gave me a a wrench and i can tip the scales using the wrench but it doesn't tell you what happens so when it occurred i was just completely like what what is what is this game yeah and if you lose to the uh this uh like essentially you have two lives and if you lose two games you game over and you start again but you get to create a card based off of your your the run you just had it takes like your cards as 
influences. So, and it doesn't mean you get that card. It means you might be able to find that card. And it's just like a very cool deck builder mixed with like a little bit of D and D mixed with, um, uh, roguelite. Um, it's, it's cool. I'm, it is really cool. I haven't beaten. You said you guys were into certain acts of the game. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. That's fair. I don't think, I think I'm still in act one because I haven't beaten. Like I I haven't gotten to the last, I guess, boss. The fourth boss. Yeah. yeah, The fourth one. Uh, Somebody had mentioned there's four bosses and I've definitely fought three of them. Uh, And the, I think the third one just completely cleaned my clock. And, uh, and so that's as far as I got. But, but I uh, think there's a good balance of, like, you don't want it, to, it's like you said, it's a deck builder, right? And as yeah. somebody who's, like, pretty naive to card games and how they work, like, and I think I was telling you this on Sunday before we started recording, yeah. I was like, I just thought this is how card games work. Like, I don't know, like, Hearthstone is my, like, the game that I know, and it's probably the most uh one of the easiest ones the lowest barriers to entry you know what i mean it's pretty easy to understand and grasp so at first i was just like maybe this is just how card games normally are but this obviously isn't that way and you you would be you're you're benefiting by not getting far right away like you have to build your deck and like you're you're unveiling part of the story by building your deck you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying and i think that's one of the coolest parts of it is that like the building of your deck is as enjoyable as playing the game like because like you said when you create those death cards after you lose um you're you are like oh what if i get one of those and then you figure out how to make your death cards yeah but then once you figure out how to do that that if you because i was getting cheap man and i was like oh i'm gonna what's the cost of this one? Oh, well, I'm going to make it a super powerful, low cost card. Yeah. And then that'll can come back and bite you in the ass, not guaranteed to, but it could come back and bite you in the ass at the end yeah. of those matches and stuff. And like, and then you beat that fourth boss and it's, I was like, wow, that's, that was a really fun game. I thought I'm me thinking I'm like done with the game. <laughs> it's just like, nope you're not even like close to done. So it was so cool. And it unveils like another aspect and different, like you said, the cards that you're playing with in the first act, you have health and damage. And then they have some special sigils on them, which can grant the card, like a special power. Like some can be defensive against like, uh, like you can get a bird, right. And the bird can fly over, any character standing in its way and hit the hit the player directly, you know, and yeah. because which is how normal card games work, I feel like, but you can have a card that can defend against flying creatures and that kind of thing. And, but then they add a completely different, at least one or two different variances of that concept and then combine them all together. But it makes it in this very interesting way. That's like fun to learn how to play. Yeah, I've never had played a game where it was like as much fun to learn as it yeah. is to play. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I've, I've, I've like, I, I'm, tr- I want to play more as we, <laughs> as we talk about it. But I've been saving it for stream, so I'll yeah. have to find some t- uh, spare time to stream more of it because yeah, that's got to be hard, man. Because oh. I, th- I, that would be a huge <laughs> thing for me to that I would be. I don't know how well I would adapt to that because. Yeah, I, I basically play it. It's on my computer, so I can just pop it open and play it kind of whenever and when yeah. I'm home. And it, that's the other thing, man, is you can pick it up and put it down kind of whenever you don't have to, like, finish a match. It's in order to, you know, yeah, uh, get the be- get the most out of it. So um, very promising game. I can definitely see why that uh, was on people's top 10 list. I was telling Chris, man, especially now that you're playing it, dude, we should uh, totally do a spoiler cast once all of yeah, us. Yeah, no, t- absolutely. Because I'd love to. I think I would, it's really hard to, and I know I probably dropped a few more spoilers than people want to hear, <laughs> but it's, 
it, trust me, like anything that I said is only like the tip of the iceberg of what this game offers from yeah. not only gameplay, but story perspective. And uh, you owe it to yourself to play it, even if you don't like card games like I don't. Didn't. Yeah. I was. Did you ever play uh, Slay the Spire? Uh, my brother-in-law was obsessed with it, but I never, okay. never got into it. I kind of want to play it now. Yeah, because I'm now I'm like, do I like card games? Do I, am <laughs> I a card game player now? <laughs> like, so I might pick that up as soon as I'm done with this, because I know some people. I don't know if that came out in 18 or 19. Yeah, a few years ago, but it's... a lot of people really liked it. Yeah, no, it was it was popular, and uh, it's funny because like the, any kind of deck builder game, I'm I'm on board with. I've uh, <clears throat> I played a lot of Ascension, which was like I, it's like not a video game; it's a board game, and it's a deck building board game. <clears throat> Pardon me, but um, I played a lot of that, and I had a whole bunch of the expansions because I liked the idea of like building your own deck, and then you're trying to like weed out any bad cards and so i got really used to like that sort of like mentality and then i've i've not really played a lot of video games that were like that and it's like well this seems like it's, it should be right up my alley um but i think i don't know there's, there's a challenge between just a game that is what i could physically do i always like my games to take me a, a step further and with getting up and walking around the room in inscription it changes everything and it changes the way uh, it's not just playing a digital card game. It's you are in a world and the cards are like one facet of it, but Mm. like there's a whole nother element that cannot be like, you could never do that in real life. Like you can't just buy the board game of inscription and have it work the same way. Right. It's not magic cards. It's, it's something else. Right. It's, there's yet another layer to the onion. Yeah. Like above <laughs> what you're talking about oh, that you man. have yet to see. Um, and it's something special, man. Like for, uh, yeah, it's, it's something else, man. I, uh, I was, I had something, but I lost it anyway. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll talk more about inscription cause I'm not gonna, I thought I was about at a point I'm at a part where I cannot beat the, checkpoint that i'm on and it's just like it's frustrating the hell out of me but i can go another direction and probably run into and again like build my deck further and possibly get some more cards that would be help me be more defensive against the cards that i'm going up against you know yeah so but yeah it's cool that i get the only thing i can think of is like assassin's creed valhalla did you ever play the I can't remember what it's called, but I love the card game in that. It's, our, oh, it's not a card game. It's like a dice game. Oh, cool. And I can't even remember how to play it or what it's called, but I got really into that game. It's I'd funny when like it. they got a mini game in a game that like a yeah. big game has a mini game that like over yeah. t- like is addicting. It yeah. reminds me of everything from like um, Triple Triad from Final Fantasy VIII. Um, okay. And uh, then there is, uh, what is it, Gwent? from yep Gwent yeah from uh Witcher 3 or Blitzball like, from Final Fantasy 10 do you, isn't yeah. that what it's called I know some people Blitzball really yeah, yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that's yeah. oh man like there's there's uh, there's something to be said about that good really good mini game and a bigger game yeah. yeah yeah it's very yeah it's it's great man uh the other thing I like about digital card games over real card games is you don't got to keep your own score <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because it's like it's so much more fun to like put your cards out and be like, okay, I know I could score this, but it's gonna do it for me, and that's yeah. so much better than. I have a buddy who plays Gloomhaven, and like he and I have played VR virtual reality. How nerdy is this shit you know, on yeah. our PCs? And like that's a different level of like trying to keep track of shit, and it's <laughs> nice to just have it done for you in a video game. But yeah. Well, uh, how about we talk about how Nintendo just hates hates their history and some other stuff here? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, yeah, man, uh, I think you, I don't know if you or Chris shared this, but we pulled this. I, 
ended up pulling an article from Chris Scullion at VGC, and the title is that uh, up to a thousand digital only games will disappear when Nintendo closes its 3DS and Wii U stores. Um, and then there's just kind of a timeline that Nintendo provided on their Twitter and a link to their website that um, as of May 23rd, 2022, we will no longer be po- it will no longer be possible to use a credit card to add funds to an account in the Nintendo eShop on the Wii U or Nintendo 3DS family systems. And as of August 29th, 2022, it will no longer be possible to use a Nintendo e-card or eShop card to add funds to an account in Nintendo eShop on Wii U or Nintendo 3DS family systems. However, it will be possible to redeem download codes until late March 2023. Which, uh, I mean, this sucks, dude. Like, I, I don't play my 3DS, like, as much anymore, but I certainly don't. I, I boot it up from time to time, and I, I mean... Shit, we were just talking about Samus Returns, man. Like, that game didn't come out that long ago. That was either yeah. 2017 or 2018. That's like four years ago. That's not yeah. that long. And that, like, I either have to buy that game, either if I want it digitally now, or how much is the fucking cartridge of that game right now? Yeah, Probably absolutely. like 120 bucks. Like, uh, looking at some of the Pokemon games, right? Yeah, <laughs> people for sure, are man. selling like Pokemon games for over a hundred bucks and it's like i just if you just want to play an old game you have to make an investment this is one of the biggest problems with nintendo has always been they make it they used to make it so difficult to access old games and like if you wanted if you're not a avid collector and you have the old hardware um you have no way of getting to them in fact i went and bought uh, fusion and uh, zero mission on my wii u i already own them on uh, <laughs> on my game boy yeah. but i wanted to stream them so i needed yeah. a way to stream them and i didn't have uh something that could hook up my game boy so i used my wii u so I, I was using my i'm still <laughs> i still use my wii u to stream can you play it on the gamepad yeah, you can, but I had it switched so I yeah. uh, I, I so could use my it. pro controller. Oh, and so it's like nice. I'm using a game. It's like playing a Super Nintendo game almost, and it's like that's awesome, man. I don't know. It was a great way to play it. I have I, if I go into my Wii U, I have so many old games that I bought off their virtual console, and uh, to I'll still be able to access them. Thank goodness. But like, if somebody didn't have access to those, they have no way of playing them Mm-mm. so and that's unfortunate man like because there are like you there are so many games that they allowed you to play yeah like the i think the metroid games are probably one of the best examples because the only other way to play them is i actually bought pirated versions from china because if you want to play i either had to have a wii u which i got angry and sold my wii u when i found out they were gonna release the zelda the only reason i bought a wii u is for uh what became breath of the wild before it was going to be released on the new system and the old system so i got rid of my wii u and i don't have a wii anymore so like the only way i could play it was by buying a pirated version because if like we were just saying if you want to buy a real version of a Metroid game, nice man, nice. <laughs> James just showed his his Wii. Maybe I I guess I know where I can borrow one now. Uh, <laughs> and it plays GameCube games, man. That's the other beauty of those things that we can sometimes forget about. But uh, when I wanted to play Metroid Zero Mission and Metroid Fusion, it was buy a real copy of the game for a insane amount of money yeah. on uh ebay or buy a pirated version from china for like 10 bucks which... you know what's even funnier about this this news came out what today which is uh, currently the 16th of february on like the fourth or the like the very beginning of the month news there's a news uh a article about how uh gary bowser the famed like pirate who um pirated a whole bunch of nintendo games is being sentenced for, I can't remember, 40 months, a, a ridiculous amount of time, right? For pirating video games and making 
guess what? These really hard to access games accessible for anybody for yeah. free. I get it. Totally understand the reason why you would yeah. bring that person to court. But now the like the thing that he was doing was preserving these like old games that nobody can like not nobody can play anymore, but with Nintendo uh, shutting down their uh, this service, that option is no longer there. We have on Switch, what do we have? We have the um, monthly subscription that we pay for, and it's uh, it they update a game once every three to four months. Yeah. And it's, I mean, people will say it's, it's not an expensive service and it's not. And I get that argument, yeah. but like when you're removing all this stuff and like you said, like it's their intellectual property, like people don't pirate shit. I get it. But the reason people feel compelled to do that is because they don't, Nintendo themselves don't make it accessible for anybody else. Like we had to wait, like you, I think you, weren't you playing the Castlevania collection on, uh, switch recently like yeah yeah i mean if you wanted to play those games before either was that earlier this year or late last year it doesn't really matter it's a yeah. moot point like you the only way you could play them is by owning a game boy advance sp or whatever and owning the cartridge yeah and the That's cartridges it. are yeah they're expensive and they're, they're castlevania insane. like another series that yeah that those prices are are through the roof for the most part right yeah so um, all we're asking for is for like these games to be made accessible and you do there has to be a way i'm not like a computer software engineer but i'm just saying like if you can buy the thing on the wii u like yeah. metroid zero mission it's got to be translatable to it's crazy because right? the e-shop is pretty much the same like platform as yeah. the switch's e-shop like it's yeah. Like, I know we had the virtual console, right? Like, that was its right. whole thing. But then the DSi and the 3DS brought in this eShop, which the Wii U adopted as well. Oh, I didn't know that. And so this eShop, and now the Switch also has, it runs off of the Nintendo eShop. Yeah. So it's not the virtual console shop. It's the eShop. And right. guess what? It's there. Just yeah. make all of those old games that we were playing on our Wii U's or DS 3DS's just put all of those games for sale on the eShop. Let us hack, just give us a category for like archived games. Right. And we'd go through and Hey, I, let's play uh Castlevania <laughs> Castlevania three on, uh, on our switch, because that's, that's what I want to do. That's why I bought yeah. these games. Right. Like I love, I'm a huge retro gamer. I, I try and keep up with the new modern games, but in my heart, I just want to play my old games. I play Mega Man 2 yearly, at least twice a year, because it's one of my favorite games of all time. I, uh, But if I wanted to buy a new Mega Man, like but Capcom's nice. They always do like a collection yeah, every yeah. like six years or so. Whenever they do a nice console, job of it right? too, man. They just released those two, the Mega Man X and the Mega Man ones, like within the last five years or whatever yeah but nintendo it's like it's always yeah. like it's always pulling teeth and they always give us like they gave us the 3d mario all-stars that we were really hoping for but like they did set like the the least amount of effort <laughs> into yeah. those games i bought my copy digitally because you know what honestly i didn't think buying it physical was going to be significant Right. Like, and it's, and sure enough, like I still see copies of them in Walmart and shit. And oh, do you they're really? supposed to be super limited ed yeah. editions. Well, right? they were supposed to go off the shelf March of last year, <laughs> yeah. I think, or yeah. maybe, yeah, it was March of last year. So maybe I should just uh, pick one up. I have <laughs> it. Yeah. It's the same should... reason I bought cyberpunk man yeah. and I opened it. So I guess it's not like that Yeah, because I'm going to fucking play it. But like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I like the thing about it, man, is, Nintendo, they could be like, hey, we see you have Metroid Zero Mission on your Wii U. You can pay $5 to have it on this console. You would do that in a second. Oh, 100%. And you wouldn't <laughs> even bitch about it. That's the thing that Nintendo can do that if Sony or Xbox tried to do something like that, you'd be like, that's fucking bullshit. Like, but Nintendo Oh, no, we, we would that. bitch about it, but we would yeah. do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but... It, and you'd be happy to man and like that's what i don't understand is they 
like even if they are a company that only cares about money, which I'm not saying they don't, they clearly care about their IP. I'm just saying there's better ways. It just yeah. seems like there's a better way and they're not, they're choosing not to recognize it. And also this timeline dude of like not being able to add stuff onto your, it's one of those things that reminds me of like the PS Vita thing last year when Sony announced that they were going to shut down the PS Vita and PS3 stores uh, and people flipped the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I guess never mind. I'm, I doubt Nintendo will rescind this, but I'm hoping they do. But as of May 23rd, that's like three months from now. You will yeah. be, no longer be able to add a funds to your Wii U or 3DS, man. They just killed the 3DS like in 2019 or 2018. It wasn't that long ago, you know? And we're already... Like, I was seeing Twitter posts today of people looking up uh, 3DS, like like a I want to get the new 3DS XL or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like f- upwards of $400. Yeah, I believe it. It's insane. Yeah. That you they cost more than a Switch. Yeah, you could get them for a while. I know I got mine... I have a 2DS. You know, yeah. it looks like a freaking doorstop kind of. <laughs> the weird shape. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it came with Zelda-rina. Zelda-rina? What the <laughs> hell, John? <laughs> Zelda Ocarina of Time pre-installed on it. And it was 80 bucks, dude. Oh, damn. For this thing. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll buy that. And they had like a Mario Kart one. I just bought the Zelda one. But this was like right before the switch came out and then even right after the switch came out you could buy a 3ds all over the place now they're just insanely expensive the yeah. chip shortage i'm sure isn't helping either but yeah this is we need good ways to play these games i'm kind of confident with the people who are behind it like that want it to happen it'll happen someday i'm hoping yeah but uh anyway uh with there was news that uh i'm not sure if it dropped today but um the cyberpunk ps5 um upgrade the our xbox series x and ps5 upgrade drop yeah that's right today or yesterday yeah i i know everybody was talking about i think it was yesterday but everybody was jumping back like oh we can finally download up update our cyberpunk i've already deleted my cyberpunk off my ps5 Did you? I'll pull this one from Joel Scrabbles over at IGN just because uh, I knew it was out, but I didn't have a reference for it. But uh, there's apparently new DLC and a free trial version, a 50 gigabyte patch. Uh, <laughs> 50 gigs. Oh my I don't know, man. I don't know if they're just thinking of. It just seemed weird that they just shadow dropped the PS5 upgrade. I was kind of hoping for a timeline because I got horizon coming on friday yeah it's the busiest month of the year so far for releases and they're just like yeah well let's just slide this in right yeah like do you not want to i i mean i just don't understand maybe they just want to be rid of it which i wouldn't blame them for that and move on to the next thing but i have a feeling they're going to be doing cyberpunk shit for a while so yeah um i don't know i talked to aj earlier today and he uh said it looks pretty dope he said when you turn on the ray tracing though like it completely fucks up the frame rate and it's oh, like no. unplayable almost but uh i guess that's not so that's pretty much the launch launch quality right yeah and apparently <laughs> the ironic thing about this dude and i also saw this um from god damn it sorry i'm losing my references here while i'm looking but i saw that this upgrade uh jacked up the ps4 and pc versions of the game so yeah they've done all this work to like make it playable and then i guess some this change is also screwed up the older versions which i'm guessing if if you're playing it on your ps4 or pc you've already seen what you need to see of it i'm i for one was waiting for the yeah uh this upgrade so i'm kind of stoked about it um but i don't know now i just don't know when i'm gonna play it because i feel like i'm gonna prioritize horizon for sure and yeah horizon which will be out i guess the day that this airs yeah exactly so we're already playing it (laughs) right exactly (laughs) oh man if only we could close our eyes and that was our future are did you finish your play cyberpunk at all i got the platinum 
No way, really? Yeah, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm getting the platinum, and then a second it popped, I got, I exited the game and I uninstalled it. <laughs> I was done. I just like, I just, I was so excited for this game, and I felt so burned. I don't, yeah. I can't tell you how many times the game crashed on me, like full blown crash, like had to reset the whole PS5 and everything, and I was just like, the jank the frustration and like there were aspects of that game that were so good and i yeah. really enjoyed it other aspects that they were kind of like promising us and i remember like going like this just kind of feels like any other open world shooter like it kind of felt like a fallout exactly like the, the hall the, there's holes everywhere there's like like i remember so many times i remember i got out of my car one time and I turned to look at it and then the car just like twisted and shot into the sky. And I was like, well, <laughs> there goes my car. I guess I'm not driving that again. And I'm t- <laughs> this is like a regular playthrough yeah. of the game. <laughs> like, it was Dude. insane. But the, uh, uh, yeah, the first time I booted it up on my PS4, I played like some of the introductory mission or whatever and met who's the dude, Jackie. Is that? Yeah. Name? Yeah. Your buddy uh, met him. And then it was like, okay, like, go do some shit. And so I picked a mission, like, got a car. Like, I can't, I think I, like, hijacked a car, basically. Uh, And as soon as I got into the car, it did exactly what you said. The car flew off-world. Like, I I felt like I was in a rocket ship. And it just (laughs) flew off-world and then into black nothingness and spun around all over the place. And I was like, by this time, like, all the bad news had come out so i was like i'm gonna wait till uh, yeah the ps5 one comes out because this is like borderline unplayable but yeah i I had heard there are a lot of redeeming qualities of the game so i yeah. am no it's it's not it. a terrible game and i don't i think that's the problem like the terrible aspects of the game comes from how broken it was yeah the game itself was enjoyable it was it was enough that i stuck around for the platinum yeah, how many I, hours did that take you? Uh, it a lot less than I thought. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was uh, probably uh, it was under eighty hours. Oh wow! But like I like the main story. I can, you can kind of get through it after you do the main story. You can like plug get a whole bunch of them afterwards, and it's pretty. Uh, it's just plugging away at, at shit. Maybe it was a little bit more than eighty hours, but like it was. It was no different than my Horizon run, or uh, I think I did Final Fantasy 15 last year, too, and that one took up more time than my Cyberpunk. So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I think the first uh, Horizon took me like around 60 hours to yeah. plan them. Which and was... I'm sure I'll do the same thing with this one. Oh, for sure. Uh, the thing I liked about Horizons, it was like very a- a- attainable. Like it was not. Yeah. It didn't feel like it's yeah, you're still doing an open world game, right? But it wasn't it didn't feel like you were had to do absolutely everything for the platinum. You just had to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it. I uh Angie has my copy, so whenever she gets done with it, I guess I'm probably not in that much of a hurry because I'm sure yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn or Forbidden West is gonna take a while, but yeah. Uh, the reason I wanted to talk about Cyberpunk is because I pulled this article from Danielle Partis at uh, gamesindustry.bias, and it's about the Cyberpunk and Witcher 3 game director launches a new studio called Rebel Wolves with some other CD Projekt Red uh, ex-staffers, and they're apparently working on a dark fantasy RPG, which, I don't know, that sounds pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah, I mean, like, we won't see anything for what five years but yeah it's how many like there's there's a so many of these uh developers going indie now like i i've seen so many of these posts like oh yeah we've left this company and we're starting our own i think i see one once a month for like the last couple years which is i mean i kind of feel like this is like the byproduct of all these acquisitions is all these yep. companies are getting bought up by mega companies and yeah. then like these developers not wanting to lose the the art of making games are leaving and making their own little mini developers which is yeah i know some of them are good 
like some some stuff but i mean uh kg and afune who did the the mega like he's not the father of mega man don't <laughs> don't be fooled but he he is famous for working on the mega man games he he broke off years back and did uh uh mighty number no. nine and that game oh was yeah hot garbage yeah so, that's what i heard i'd never played it i was i've never been so burnt by a game in my life yeah oh yeah man. i didn't know that 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 he was i didn't know i knew it was somebody who was uh pretty integral to the development of Mega Man, but I didn't yeah. know he was that integral to the development of Mega Man. So yeah, the first Mega Man was originally created by Akira Kitamira, and mm. uh, he only worked on the first two Mega Man games. And then he left. And he was It wasn't like making video games wasn't his passion or whatever. He just made those games and that was just things. But like he created Mega Man and uh keiji and afune was a young pop back then and he did the artwork he designed oh, gotcha. the 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 design of it so he drew mega man he drew the robot masters and then after that they essentially they would just hold contests and people would create their own bosses and they'd pick a handful of them and he'd redraw them oh and that's how all the robot masters from uh two through uh six i think were designed with some oh, contests through fan contests that's so and weird it's so weird and so when you beat the game typically when the robot uh, you'll see like a robot master come by it'll say their name their their robot number and then the create like the person who created that robot master hmm. so it's it a really cool aspect that i always really liked about Mega Man games i've never beaten a mega man game because oh, they are incredibly difficult they are <laughs> i i can't think and i love 2d platformers man and i cannot for the life of me i remember playing that the switch collection that i was talking that we were talking about a little yeah. bit ago, the capcom one that came out uh, a few years back and that that game it it uh it does something you know those games that just make you like want to throw something and get, <laughs> like you get oh, mad yeah. like i've learned to just be like i can't play this and uh, I'm okay. I had to be okay with that. Yeah. So more power to you for getting through those, man. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, director, like old director, developers leaving and creating their own company. Like, yeah. I, I hope that's good news. I really do. Because I think all these acquisitions, there's positives of these acquisitions, but yeah. there's also like this sort of downside. But having like these little smaller developers, I think is really good. And I think yeah, we're going to see some really cool games come out of some of them and i feel like we're gonna see some flops coming out yeah well like it, i mean there's haven studios which is jade raymond yeah, yeah. Who left whatever like google and then uh this one it looks like they're gonna make primarily cr computer rpgs which isn't really so it says from tamizgowitz uh, i'm sure i murdered that but he said we want to create recreate a feeling of pen and paper RPG session oh, where nice. your options seem limitless, where the world reacts to your choices and every decision matters. So kind of like uh, Divinity Original Sin. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, like that kind of, or boy, the way Baldur's Gate used to be and that kind of stuff probably is, which isn't like my jam. Yeah. But I mean, more power. I know a lot of people really miss those, that genre of uh, CRPG. And I feel like it's kind of making a comeback in a positive, in a the games that are made, I will say, are generally, it seems like, pretty good. So, yeah, because Obsidian did a game that brought it back. They made uh, Pillars of Eternity. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I've heard uh, of that. And, then that, and then from that, Divinity came out. But Divinity was, I think, turn-based, which um, uh, the uh, Pillars of Eternity games were much more like the Boulder's Gates, where you would act, you would move in real time, but you had a button that could pause, essentially, the action, and you can set a whole bunch of program, a bunch of moves for all your guys to do. So you can ha have that break. I could never play like that. Like I was like, that was like, <laughs> you had to be an engineer to get into that yeah. style of play. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I just like, let me have turn base. Let me know when it's, you tell me when it's when my it, turn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've uh, never been a big fan of turn based combat, even, uh, so like CRPGs are usually just like not not my personal thing. But uh, yeah. lastly, um, 
I just wanted to pull this one because I'm from Nebraska. Um, from Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN.com. Hundreds of rare sealed Nintendo and Sega games discovered in Nebraska storage facility. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So uh, a Nebraska-based reta- reseller called Game Room found a collection found the collection of the staffer they joke in a youtube video so if you want to check i'm going to go check out the video but i just thought that was kind of cool man and we were just talking about the rarity of things that aren't even that old but uh they apparently pulled out some uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles 4 turtles oh. in time worth over 1400 final fantasy 3 worth over 1200 and sunset riders worth over 750 dude do you remember sunset riders oh heck yes that game. I so I, I have a funny story. Me and my buddy would get, play Sunset Riders all the time, at, like after school, uh, on a Super Nintendo. And yes. uh, I remember one morning, uh, he, we were playing it, and basically, uh, the late the second boss. You beat the second boss, and a bunch of can can ladies come out, and yeah. they were doing a kick, and an earthquake went off while they did one of the kicks. And yeah. it just felt like they kicked and the whole room shook. And we were like, I don't know. I was in grade three at the time. So I yeah. was my 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 mind was like, what what has happened? Yeah. But <laughs> somebody. Uh, yeah, it's but Sunset Riders is great. I love that game. It's like that was dude. It's weird to think about these games that we yeah. played and how do we just like held on to them that they're worth like an insane amount of money. Yeah, it's just and guess what? If you wanna, you, if you wanna play any of these games, you can get them on the uh, Nintendo eShop. Wait, never oh mind. yeah, it died. Oh, <laughs> so I'm surprised Sunset Riders, and I'm sure it's better. Like a lot of things, is better in our memory than it is in reality. Yeah. But like, and I'm not saying that for certain. There are some games that certainly hold up, but uh, I wonder. It's weird to me that this isn't. Oh, it's it was made by Konami, so we'll never see it again. It's dead. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Although no, you know what? Konami is really good at making games they've already made. That's true. Here, That's oh, true. They you want a just... collection? Here you go. Just yeah. more money for us, I guess. They did just make that get zoomed in, which yeah. I guess was a remake. And I, I do want to check that another game. AJ messes AJ earlier, and he said he thought it was pretty sweet. I, I'm that's the that's the new side scrolling like kind of uh Castlevania looky one, but yeah, it's like but it, it looks like a Japanese woodblock paintings almost. Yes, it's it. I, the art style alone just has me wanting to play it just to I know, look at it. It looks so, but it's sweet. Konami, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I haven't seen any reviews. I went and looked on I my, know. Uh, my sw- switch earlier today. I was downloading a bunch of demos and uh. And yeah, like I saw it on there. I hit my wish list, but I was like, I haven't heard anything about this. Yeah, I haven't heard. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't, I've, I've never seen a game come out that's like, I've heard enough people talk about it to where I'm like, why is there no shit? There's a review for Crossfire X out there, which is apparently terrible. Yeah. We can't find a game for or a review for a game that people are actually stoked about. Shit on Steam, you can find reviews for the most like mundane uh hmm. games like obscure things you've ever heard of yet i can't find it i don't know if i find a video review i'll let y'all know but it's supposed to be uh i don't know it looks pretty cool anyway it's really it, cool I, maybe maybe i gotta do it maybe i just gotta bite the bullet play it and then yeah do my own review i might have to do yeah we should we could do that that's yeah a, that's a that's a good idea i feel like that's what content creators do so yeah. maybe that is what we should do uh <laughs> but maybe we'll keep this sunset riders thing in mind for when playstation buys konami's all of konami's ip to compete yeah. with uh we'll just have to remember that i want uh metal gear brought back um silent hill and sunset Riders. <laughs> Those are the three things i want wait maybe yeah. castlevania castlevanias oh like the classic castlevanias bring back yeah. the old side scrollers for sure for sure um well hey man uh you got anything else to discuss i'm sure we could sit here and shoot the shit I, I just i just looking at the uh <laughs> these prices these super nintendo games that we've mentioned teenage mutant ninja turtles final fantasy yeah, yeah. sunset riders at 750 dollars is actually a steal next to these like 1400 <laughs> yeah twenty four hundred dollar pricings yeah oh. chrono trigger yeah holy Which, shit 
Yeah, I would. I'm surprised that one doesn't draw more, but yeah. maybe it's not. I mean, depending on the preservation level and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I don't it know. Just, I might have to... It's just, it's sad. Like I, I I used to buy old like Nintendo games like monthly. Once a month, I'd I'd buy something to add to my collection uh, as a young adult. And yeah, the stores that I used to buy them off of, they don't exist anymore. They've I don't know yeah. if they've just been bought out of business or by bigger companies. I used to go to um, JJ games a lot. They were super quick. They would give me good quality games. Um, They showed me exactly what I was getting. And then they just got bought out by like, like they shut down and they reopened and it's every review is like, do not buy from them anymore. It is not what it used to be. They seem to be like upselling their games like crazy. Yeah. Um, which is like getting into that market, like that COVID video game collecting market that suddenly yeah. games are selling for millions of dollars. And it's just like, right. God, it ruins that sort of preservation. Like that, yeah. that people want to collect these games so they can have these collections. But, um, but then Nintendo shuts down their e-stores and we're forced to, either buy super expensive copies of games or pirate them. And it's just like, man, yeah, there's gotta be the, a better way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the only way to legally play them, the barrier to entry to do that is yeah. so high. Cause it costs so much money and it's so difficult to find. Whereas I was the same thing, man, back when I was a kid and we had a place called gamers in Omaha and you could take in all your old shit and trade it in. And like, yeah. they would help you find cool stuff. And I don't know. I miss that stuff too. I would, I didn't think it would be, I knew it was going to go away because like, how can you compete with like Best Buy and like Amazon would trade in and shit. But like, yeah. it's kind of sad to see it go. I hope it comes back. And I know there's boutique stores out there, but it's kind of like you said, like they're out of price range of most folks. So need that shit back. One of the finest things, yeah, I know you can like with these game passes, like with Xbox Game Pass and with PlayStation Now, you can essentially rent games, right? Like we can, we can, test out a game see if we like it and then not play it right or yep. play the whole game and uh for like 20 bucks a month pretty good deal um but you know what i i miss being a kid and walking into the movie store and looking at just rows upon rows of game boxes yeah yeah and like going i, I want to play this one because guess what there's a guy on the cover and there's a dinosaur and he's breathing fire <laughs> yeah. and this is sweet i'm gonna rent karnov i'm gonna take it home and play it and yeah. the game is terrible but like five six-year-old me is like this is the best game ever because right uh, whatever right it's and then a cool dude on the front it's got a cool dude on the front and then like exactly. you take it back and then next week you rent a new game and god there's something something absolutely i, I can still smell it like do you ever get those like memory? Oh yeah, like, memory like, smells. Full factory. Yeah, yeah, memories, and then yeah, I can still smell walking into the video store and looking at looking at games and yeah, being excited about what I get to play. Those were the days, man. Those were the days. Well, with that uh, hint of nostalgia, I think we'll call it our day, man. Sounds good. Uh, you want to tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, you can follow me on at, at Twitter and um, Instagram at Butlord Primus, uh, just <laughs> spelt exactly as it sounds. Uh, <laughs> exactly. and, and then uh, you can also watch my streams. I stream on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays uh, at about uh, seven, eight o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time, and uh, stream for a couple hours. Uh, Mondays I typically play. I've been playing through Metroid and Last of Us and Wednesdays, which is today I'm playing Yakuza 0 for the first time. Never played a Yakuza Ooh, game. Be... But I, yeah. I started one of like last about a year ago and it was good, man. Uh, I just couldn't. The stories are seems fantastic, man. Yeah, it's it's wild. And I think that my my everybody who watches my streams love the y- Wednesdays for some reason, because yakuza just has a little bit of something for everyone i feel yeah uh, i don't i don't really love the combat i guess and that's same. maybe where i'm I not fell a, off, but, i'm not uh, a brawler kind of yeah that's why that sifu game everybody's like yeah hyped on you know i'm like me nah, yeah I'm good so 
Yeah, I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are, man. So yeah, look forward to that. You can catch me at Johnny Samsonite on the Twitter or Nugtats pretty much on every other platform. And the podcast, you can follow us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. Email us at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Give us a ringy dinger. Text to 507-291-2991. And I think that'll do it for this week. And we'll talk to you all next. Bye. Bye.